third word in the parsha, and uh, perhaps a little different twist than we're normally used to. Uh, like we know that Torah has the pardis. Pardis represents the pshat, the simple meaning. Also the hint, the remes, the drush that we can expound from the words, and then it has sod. Sod is the secrets of the Torah. Basically, <coughs> people call it the Kabbalah, or in, uh, as it's interpreted in the teachings of Hasidus. Um, of course, we know that during the Matan Torah, when Hashem gave the Torah, He gave all of the Torah. However, some of the Torah uh, was, Nigla was revealed, was open, and some of it was hidden. As we have the Kabbalah, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi, who authored the Zohar, and then we have the Arizal, and then we have the Hasidic masters who took the hidden parts of Torah and they sort of uh, started to disseminate it and bring it to the attention of the people. So the um, interesting thing is that uh, in the olden days, people didn't study that much uh, the ordinary people didn't study that much the secrets of the Torah. They basically studied the Talmud and the uh, the classical uh, commentators who explained basically in the Pshat, in the Remesh, and the Drush, but not so much in the Sod, not so much in the secrets of the Torah. And it is in the later generations, especially with the... Uh, Baal Shem Tov and uh, various different branches of the Hasidic movement, they began to uh, disseminate and teach these hidden parts of the Torah too. But it's all one Torah, it's not a different Torah. At the time of Matan Torah, actually, at that time, it was the other way around. At the time of Matan Torah, we, this is last week that we learned during the Parshish Yisroi, because over there it says that all the Jewish people were at the uh, state that they were in a very high and in a very high spiritual state. They had a tremendous experience. They were actually uh, preview to be able to see things that uh, later on it, it's, it's never it's never been shown again in such a open in such a. Uh, way people had an experience of closeness to Hashem, they were able to be in the presence, and it was like a uh, a one-time sort of uh, opportunity uh, to witness firsthand. The pasuk itself says that Hashem says that I have not been speaking to you through an agent, but you yourself have experienced Atem Reisam. You saw it was something that you yourself had there and saw. So that's as far as the hidden being to able to experience, to visualize, to sense a real closeness to Hashem in a very open way, that was an experience of Matan Torah. And that was something that the people felt. On the other hand, the details of the Torah, the literal, simple level of the Torah, the halachas of the Torah, <coughs> they were actually hidden. You know, in the Aseris Hadibris, in the Ten Commandments, uh, we have 620 letters. 620 letters. What do 620 letters represent? 
613, of course, are the Taryag, the 613 mitzvahs. We have 248 positive mitzvahs and 365 prohibition, as the Gemara says. And in addition to that, we have an additional seven, which are mitzvahs that were instituted by the rabbis uh, later on, such as we're coming up to the mitzvah of Purim, the mitzvah of Hanukkah, various mitzvahs, seven. Together, it comes out to 620, equaling the letters, which actually spells out the word keser, which is the crown, which is the crown of Torah. But what it really means that each letter of the Ten Commandments represents one mitzvah. The entire scope gamut of the mitzvah of the Torah is 613 plus the 7 is 20. So each letter represents one mitzvah. And then further, it's all included basically in the uh, Ten Commandments itself, it's all basically in Anoichi V'layilach, as we know, that there was only two commandments, as it says in the Pasuk in Tilim, Anoichi V'layilach Mipi Agvura Shomainim, that the, uh, we heard Anoichi, just the first and the mitzvah say, which is, I am God, your God, which Hashem said, and the second, L'ayilach Lekim Acherim, you should not have other gods, those is one positive and one prohibition, and basically, that's the source of the positive mitzvahs, the source for all the other mitzvahs. And the prohibition is the source for all the negative prohibitions. So, what do we see from here? That all the mitzvahs are included either in one letter or included in one saint. So that is really hidden. So the open parts of the Torah during Matan Torah, the rest of the Torah, was actually nister at that time. It was all hidden. Because only through a hint, only one letter. But the hidden parts of Torah, which is the, to be able to perceive a minimal amount of godliness, to be able to find yourself close and have that experience, that was open. They were able to see voices and being able to experience something which, is, which, which really means that a, a voice is usually only heard, but they can see, meaning things that are distant, they were able to see, meaning to have a real experience, because... When you say that somebody sees something, what does that mean? The certainty. Somebody tells you something. Okay, so maybe you believe it, maybe you don't, but you're not sort of 100% sure. As with Rashi brings down in the Chumash, that Atabri Isim, you know, if it's Mipi Shemua, one hesitates, one is not convinced 100%. But if you see something, so even if somebody's going to come and ask you a question and say, well, it's impossible for this to take place, but you saw it with your own eyes, so you can't ask me a question and say, well, it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense, but i still seen it. The idea is that you have such a strong conviction and you're so much certain in your amuna, in Hashem, in the belief and in the trust in Hashem, that it becomes like something you see. It's not a question that somebody is going to come and challenge you and say, well, I have a question, I don't understand. Okay, you know, you have a question, but something that you've seen, I've experienced that. There's nothing in the world that can shake and can take away from that <laughs> certainty. So that is the idea that the Jews experienced at that time and that one-time thing. But I wanted to get up to the other taich, I'm just staying too long, so I'm just going to just finish this with the parsha. So in the, in the Kabbalah and the Hasidus, it speaks about that Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher Moshe, wasn't just the leader who took us out of Egypt as we read the story. Of course, all these things take place. 
But Moshe Rabbeinu had a function that he inspired the Jews on a spiritual level. He gave them, Moshe is called a Raya Mehemne. Normally we translate the word Raya Mehemne means a faithful shepherd. That means a shepherd who is very faithful, who is very trusted. As we know the story that Moshe Rabbeinu cared even about a small sheep, and God said that you are the one that is fit to lead the people because you are so sensitive, you care, you are the right person for that. So of course that is the simple meaning of Raya Mehemna, meaning a faithful, a shepherd who is faithful, who is trusted. But then it's a deeper meaning to it, and the inner meaning is a Raya Mehemna, one who shepherds faith. <laughs> which means that the Moshe Rabbeinu's job on a spiritual level was to infuse and inspire the people to bring down that they should experience in their lives that the level of Das, he's a Raya and the level of Amuna. So that means that he stood as a, uh, as a individual who was a leader to give the Yidden the most loftiest levels that he experienced himself being Moshe Rabbeinu, he should transmit those levels to the Bnei Yisrael. And in that vein, they translate the beginning of the word verse, which in the literal level, a lot of times, words don't seem to make sense in the, you know, in grammatically. But when you come to the inner meaning, they start making sense. So that Torah gives you sort of a hint from the words itself that there is something more over here. Because the Pasuk begins with Kisikna Eved Ivri. You, Sikna is, an, is a singular language. It says, Ki Sikna, when you, which means talking about, uh, 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 an individual is talking about, right? And then the Pasik begins with, Asher Tosim Lifnehem, you put in a plural before them. So it should, grammatically it should say, Ve'ela Mishpotim Asher Tosim Lifnehem, Ki Siknu. You, the Lifneim, those are the people that we're talking about. We should follow in the plural. That would seem the simple meaning. But the way the uh, Alter Rebbe in the Torah this week explains it, he says that Asher Tosim Lifneim is actually before the Yidden. But Kisikne is not on the people, the Jewish people. Is Kisikne goes on Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Sikne of Ivri. The Alter Rebbe explains over there in the Torah, how Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that acquires the Eved Ivri, which is a representation for the Jewish people, and he acquires them and he gives them the infusion of his levels and of his uh, commitment for them to continue. But of course, we're out of time, so we will continue.